Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 413 for August 20th, 2023. There's a fire evacuation notice in my area, but not for specifically my road. I got a, I got a text message. Did that just happen? Uh, that happened like 30 minutes ago. I got a, a couple text messages and a phone call and I looked up the area and it's, it's not really near me but it is possible i'm gonna get another one that's like leave your house now um but i'm your host nathan reens bruth joining me this week as you heard we have connor the cyberpunk monk besh you're fine you'll be fine just don't question the burning smell it'll be it'll be all right as long as i can get the podcast uploaded before my house burns down and of course we are joined by andrew roa mcfain yeah i got one of those one time and it was uh it's for a chemical spill, and it said, don't go outside. No, this is just because Oregon's on fire. It's, it, it's weird. It happens, like, every year now where just, like, there's more and more forest fires. I wonder why that is. Uh, it's uh, it's huge, probably Hawaii's fault. Probably. Probably Hawaii's fault. Someone it's, should really make Hawaii punish, like, like in a justified retribution style. How, Anyone heard of yeah. anything happening in Hawaii, by the way? I haven't checked on it in a while. Uh, I think the Maui fire is, is it done? But like the, I mean, Maui's burned down, but. I think he was the... making a joke. I, I was, but also, uh, now that you mentioned it, I also don't know if the fire is still ongoing or not. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. I, I imagine I... it's quenched. Yeah, I haven't heard I as much so. about God, it. God, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't start the fire, so. You stopped that. You Bad. Where can we find you, Connor? Because I don't want to hear from Aroa for a couple of minutes. You could find me. You could find Aroa. You could find you at Aroa.website. You could just punch in A-R-O-A-H.website into your browser. And then you hit the OK button, and then it's got all of our social media links. Two and... of those links I want to draw your attention to. May, did, did you get the other one on there yet? Aroa? What? Did you, did you get the, uh, the new link on your, your links? No. Link, link? Okay, I so... I forgot entirely. No worries, it's not a problem. For now, just the one link I'd like to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. We are done. We've wrapped. Game over, man. So, uh, it, it, yeah, tune in. I'm, I'm probably going to start doing a re-listen here soon, too. Yeah, and re-edit. You're like, oh no, I need to edit these first seasons again. Um, I, I fixed about half of the first season and I'm just like, you know what? Even Star Trek gets a bad first season. <laughs> Star Trek has some, yeah, the, like the first two seasons of Star Trek, the next generation are pretty unwatchable. There, mm. There's a, there's a few episodes in there, but a lot of it is just like really bad. You should watch it. it wash. You should watch it at least once. And you know, sometimes you could cherry pick the ones you want to go back to afterwards. That, that's what but, I, but yes, uh, the, the show is over, and you are free to check it out now more than ever. That's what my roommate did. Um, but the problem is, he watched it once years ago. Like He was watching through Deep Space Nine. And then I'm like, oh yeah, on this episode. And he's just like, what episode? So he forgot, and then he would like start an episode and be like, nah, this is kind of boring, and then skip to the next one before they even <laughs> like rolled the 
beginning credits. And that, I'm like you missed like three really good episodes. That's not a good strategy for Star Trek. Like, especially I'm thinking specifically later seasons, DS9 and Voyager here, I guess. But they do eventually get pretty serialized. They do. If you skip well, episodes, all of a sudden Tom and Bellana are married. Well, and especially with Deep Space Nine, because they had like several like six episode story arcs. And ah, DS9 is so damn good too. It was good. Why would you skip DS9? I'm I not sure if that's the one he skipped, but like, why he would, would you do that? He was skipping episodes in DS9, is the problem. Anyway, Connor, what games have you played this week? Uh, really, I haven't been playing that much. I, I played my boss and my big boss were both out of the office unexpectedly this week. So I was doing like two people's jobs at once. Mm-hmm. So when they both came back on Friday, I was like, hey, um, believe it or not, uh, I'm not going to be here today. So uh hope that's not a problem. They're both like, yeah, that's fine. That's good. That's good. I played um, it's a similar game, but it was everyone else left, and I had to format six servers, which Ooh, is fun. that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's tons of fun. It's so weird how servers take like an hour and a half to start up. Yeah, I don't, it's, it, yeah, it's really fun. I, yeah, it's great. If I were you, I would view that as great Steam Deck time, which is just about all of the gaming that I did this week. Mm -hmm. And that's mostly the Mad Max video game from like 2017 or 2018 or whatever, which is... Uh, that was is, before is that. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Wasn't it like 2014? Definitely not that old. No, I think it's 2006. Mad mm. Max video game. Let's see. Don't think it's that. So but the reason I bring this up is... It's because it's, it's I was some... I was closer than you were. September first, two thousand fifteen. Damn it, time sucks. Yeah, it does. But this is a good game that you could just kind of mindlessly mash a button, you know, fifteen minutes before bed, or you know, while waiting for something to update in a server room or whatever. And that's yeah. primarily where I've been doing my gaming in. I keep on having this impulse that I'm gonna start playing Dishonored two again. The Dishonored two. The, the DLC that was actually a standalone game that should have just been DLC, whatever it's called, uh -huh. was on sale for like six bucks. So I picked that up and that, that sort of just pushed me over the edge to reinstall Dishonored 2 on like everything I own. And every time I play it, I'll play it for like five minutes and be like, nah, I'll, I'll find something else to do. Yeah, that's what I've done every time I've tried to go back to Dishonored 2. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at it. It's a shame because Dishonored 1, I have 100%ed more than once. I played that game to the point where I've worn it out, and I don't have that same malady with Dishonored 2. I'm I'm going to give it an honest try. I just don't know when. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. We're going to move on to a row. What games have you played this week? Uh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's me Gate too. Game. How far That's... are you? Uh, you know, it's it's funny how little progress... I, I I don't know I don't know how, like I don't know how to measure progress. Are you, you know? still in Act One? Yeah. Okay. See, there's stuff I missed in Act One. I found out I before you do anything, I'm gonna spoil a little bit for you. The end of Act One, Act One, you have the option to go two different ways. You can either go. No, I know. Okay. I found um, out. I'm underground. Okay. Do, 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 go the mountain way. Because, because if you go too far into the underground, you can't go back, and you miss characters. 
Oh. Yeah. So, I, like, there's a character named Carlac, um, who's a barbarian. Yeah, I already I don't her. have her. I missed her. She's also not in the mountain pass. What do you She's mean? not? I, I don't know. I wasn't able to get her. I, I was like, oh, I need to go back to that. Oh, nope, can't go back. No, she's just hanging out. She was hanging out next to a river. That's so weird. And I, I, I swear to God, I explored, like, everything. Um, and, yeah, so you can miss, like, lots of storyline and stuff if you don't go that mountain path, though. You go to the, you go to the swamp? Uh, No. Ooh, you missed a you missed a big thing there. Let me was tell that you. the was that the hex thing? I I don't remember. I've seen stories about the swamp, and I'm like, nope, didn't didn't go there. I just yeah, went to the goblin uh, camp and stuff. There's like, I, I yeah, like you gotta. You're just gonna have to go back and play the game again. I'm going. Really I'm the going to. That I have for you. Yeah, <laughs> like... I'm going to at some point. Um, but the the. But you can miss storyline beats if you don't go the mountain path. And if you get too far into the underground, you'll hit a part where you can't go back. So make sure that you leave there and then go to the mountain path just to make sure you get some of that storyline that I missed. That's so weird that that druid man would be like, you can go the mountain path or through the underdark. Either way, you'll get there. You will get there, but you you can miss stuff and it's annoying and you just can't you can't teleport back like through a waypoint or anything nope once it's just kind of like divinity where once you leave that act you can't go back to the previous act oh bizarre okay yeah just so you know because that royally screwed me over because I was like, right. that's weird. I'm like, I, I got like to a certain point where I'm like, I should have this character. I'm going to go back. Oh, no. <laughs> and you know, you know, it was really fucking weird was fucking like I, I do. I think my third long rest of my game so far. Uh huh. And and then I go to the Underdark and then oh, it's boss fight time. And like that was a big fucking pain in the ass. What boss fight are you talking about? I'm not. I'm not going to tell you because I went the under. I went to the underdark. I. I. That's the way I. Yeah, but there are other people listening to this, bro. Are there? Are there anybody? Is there anybody else listening? But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Connor um, would probably eventually like to play this game. I would think. I will eventually like this, but it's it's fine. You could talk about it. Like that that is the correct attitude to have, by the way, Ro, because somebody in the audience (laughs) might be, you know, in that position. Yeah, Yeah. but um, don't don't withhold on my behalf. But that is the right attitude to have. I I I got into a fight there in the underdark. I think you you might have met uh, ran into these creatures that like burrow underground and then like jump out of the ground and surprise your characters. You run into those people. Yeah, they're pains in the ass. Um, You'll find them. And it burrowed out, and it was, like, pretty tough for your the level that you are. And I and the giant up, monster was pretty tough for the level I'm at, too. Oh, I bet. And I was like, oh, no. And then I, I recalled our such strategy we had, you know, the other day where I was like, and force, shove off the ledge. <laughs> and I was like, I win. Well, that's, so I, I went back to the goblin camp. And I killed every goblin. Oh, I did that too. Yeah. And I, but I did that 
by climbing up the wall uh, and then destroying the ladder and then just being like essentially the equivalent of like a cod drop shotter or some shit where I just like I walked forward took a pot shot at, at the at one of the goblins on the ground and then walked backwards so they couldn't see me and just did that over and over again for like an hour and a half. I'm not going to tell you which boss it is. You'll run into him eventually. But there's a boss that's incredibly difficult. Um, I'm just... It's a boss in an area that has to do with Shadowheart's um, storyline. That's all I'll tell you for that. And uh, I was reading through... After I beat him, because it and it took a while because it was incredibly difficult. And they're like, oh, yeah, one of the strategies is to just uh, geek the mage because it's just him at, at the beginning. And you get into, like, dialogue. And if you don't do that part and you just have somebody sneak up and backstab him and kill him, uh, it makes the fight way easier. Huh. And you just geek the mage. It's great. Anyway, I love this game. it's so this game good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. I'm in Act Three now, and it's uh, it's to the point where I'm actually feeling pretty powerful. I mean, my um, my sister in law's beaten it twice. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's I I'm able to give Lizel haste, and haste is such a good good ability, and I have some super like rare armor now which grants uh i think the armor like lowers all damage by two and then the boots give you freedom of movement and long strider and that might not mean much to you but it i'm certain that it means something to connor freedom of movement and long strider on one piece of equipment is amazing yeah Um, it's good to be mobile yeah, well, freedom of so row freedom of movement means you can't be constrained. No, like terrain or anything can hold you, so you can just move. And then long strider, is it gives you like an extra thirty meters of movement or something like that? I would need to look specifically at the D and D version, but yeah, it usually increases your base movement speed. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so that piece of equipment, I was like, yes, yes, I'm giving that to this character. Um, and and the, the event that you didn't know, that also makes it so you can't be grappled, which... It doesn't is... really matter in Baldur's Gate. Right. Yeah, yeah the, the NPCs don't really do that much. Sometimes they'll shove you, but... D- yeah, that's a problem. I haven't, um, I haven't found any NPCs that use the fact that you can throw other, other uh, characters. Yeah, they don't do grappling. Um, they, they, it's, it's hard to do grappling. I've in thrown other characters. Oh, yeah, you can. But grappling is different. Oh. <laughs> what do you think this is, Pathfinder? Yeah, grappling I thought, is... I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was 5e was the one where, like, like half of combat was based around the grapple mechanic or whatever. No, the, the 90% of the combat that Connor did in uh, our Clinton's Core Classic was grappling. But... The the main problem is just translating that stuff, that mechanic into a video game. A, probably would take a lot of time, and B, probably honestly wouldn't be that fun to have it it's in the game. It's not just like roll for grapple? Ba- well, yeah, so you grapple. And then, and then, and then the then... other character has a saving throw every turn until you let go of them? 
well, yes, but then there's also like moving it into a pin or like chain like if you Connor can explain this better, but like you can grapple. They roll to like not get grappled. And then you have to roll to maintain the grapple at the beginning of your turn. And then you can roll the pin. And then if they save from like, say you get them in a pin and then they save from the pin, then you're back into just the normal grappled position. It's a pain in the ass. There's a flow chart that I used to use back when I was still learning this stuff. There's also like really no reason to do that in the game, I guess either. Yeah. Yeah. So it's same thing with Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous and stuff. They just don't, I think it's, it's a mechanic that on like, you know, pen and paper is fun. But yeah, in a game, it might not be fun. Actually, role playing. Yeah, um, but like the athletics thing, that was another part of that boss fight. That annoying boss fight is some of the the area that you're in has a really low bit of gravity, so you can jump way further. But that also means they can kick you way further, and so yeah. they'll just kick you, and you're just like, and eh, I'm off the level, and I'm dead. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. There are some things that are obviously just because of the 5e rule set yeah. where I'm like, I don't understand why this is the way it is. Like uh, what? Can you think of anything the, specific? The main thing is uh, like the skills, uh, acrobatics versus athletics uh, when it comes to jumping. <laughs> like... Uh, this is a very old argument. You're not going <laughs> to be peeved by this specific problem. Because it's like, why is it that my big hulking monster character can jump like 15 feet, but my character who is a rogue who is meant to be like limber and doesn't even wear armor can only jump like six feet? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And like, what? like, she... oh, you're a drow though, so you should. I would think they would have yeah. pretty good jumping. No, yeah, think she doesn't. She, she does you not. You would think she, she is like equivalent to my human party member, Lazelle. She can jump really well, but she's also one of those green people, and I'm Get assuming Yankee. that that's yeah. just a thing. Yeah. But yeah, like, I like uh, I like Lazelle. She's she's like, my Carlac. Carlac is a big heaving demon woman, and because jump length is based on strength, it, like it's she can just jump really far, and it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's because style. it's strength, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the only last thing I want to talk about is there's a point in the game where you can do some like, you know, you can try persuading people. And you can try doing that with people in your party for some of their party stuff. So I was like, oh, man, I'm even I because I'm a bard with like plus 12 on my when I do persuasion. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to do this because it was a 30 DC challenge, which is pretty high. And I was like, ah, I'm going to try oh, is that I, one of those convince the convince the the other guy to kill themselves rolls. I did. I did do that at one point, um, <laughs> but not with my character. No, this was like a, I'm, I, I'm not, I can't say it cause it would, it would be a huge spoiler. So, but it's a, it's a story mission with 
with one of my characters. And I was, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. And I rolled for it. Natural 20, baby. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one time that happened. Every other time it's like, all right, the save DC of five. I've got a plus eight on this. I think I'll be okay. Natural one. Every time. Uh, we're going to move on. Huh? What? Well, I, like, do you also, I don't know if I mentioned this or, or brought this up on a previous podcast or if this was with other people, but like, do you also wish that like there were times where you could get a critical in combat and it would do like something really ridiculous? So that like the, I, I do. Um, and that's something we did. If you listen to Clinton's core classics. Uh-huh. is we implemented the critical, what was it, critical hit and critical glitch or critical, uh, critical fumble, glitch is shadow run. Yeah, critical fumble and critical, critical hit deck where you could either choose to take the damage. So let's say I roll a, a crit against you and it does double damage. So I do, you know, I just roll two damage die instead of just the one damage die. Um. So I could do double damage or I could roll the, I could flip the, the card and look at what that would do. And I do wish that they would have something like that. And I, I just wish it was something as simple as like that perk that you could take in Fallout where randomly whenever you kill something, like it just explodes into a big massive viscera. Like... I, I, the only problem I have with that is it seems that the enemies critically hit me more than I hit them. <laughs> well, and I and don't, I don't want to like, explode. I, I don't want it to be like an instant kill. I just mean like, I just want extra flavor. With yeah. It and because the, like and getting a, getting a nat 20 is such a, such like a big thing in the culture of tabletop gaming. Mm-hmm. And it feels like such a, like, meh. Like, like it's okay cool like i don't have to worry about it but it never really feels like anything like that ever really happens in combat no it like it's just Rowan damage needs to make his first scythe build <laughs> uh scythe does what is it three times damage times four times four damage but you have to roll a nat 20 um, unless you keen it or whatever there's ways there's, there's ways. ways yeah and then it's 19 to 20 so it's still pretty rare anyway uh, the only other thing I want to ask you is, do you play with Karmic Dice on or off? I have it on. I turned it off. Really? Uh, and the reason I did was because Karmic Dice like evens it out where you're I not going to... I it gonna... only raised it up. No. It makes it so that you can either... So that you're not going to have like two nat- or two or three natural 20s in a row, but you're also oh. not going to get... You're also not going to get a bunch of natural ones in a row i thought it was i thought it only made it so that you weren't going to get a lot of failures over and over no it doesn't it, it does it, it both it ways yeah. even it out okay mm-hmm. so that's why i was like you know what i'm just gonna play and let the numbers fuck me over just <laughs> you know i'll i will probably do that myself now yeah. actually anyway we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about some news stories uh let's talk about Let's talk about our, our, our favorite podcasting platform, uh, iTunes. No, it's Spotify. I don't know. I, I, I listen to podcasts on Spotify, but they're not my favorite podcasting platform, mainly because I don't really like Spotify. I just have it. 
anyway, they're they're considering removing white noise podcasts. Okay, which I is, get it. I get it, but I also think that we should pivot. How do you guys feel about having a white noise podcast <laughs> instead? Uh, well, I mean, they're gonna make eighteen thousand dollars, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the thing is. Um, the, if you don't know, white noise podcasts are exactly what they sound like. It's just white noise for like an hour and a half long or more. Which, to give a, a behind the scenes on the technical side of things, is really fucking hard to encrypt. Uh, yeah, because it's encode. random. Yeah, I, I can imagine that it would be really hard to encode. Uh, Which, in, in a layman's term, it's a really big pain in the ass to store on a server somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why uh, a really common way if you want to uh fuck with a platform like say youtube uh you upload a whole bunch of videos of static because that is really difficult for them to compress yeah we've spoken about it before but sporting events and and you know in turn the one i watch is professional wrestling when they'll win a uh like a title and like a bunch of confetti will fall and the the video just goes to shit while the confetti's falling. It's because they can't encode no. it right. Yep. Um, but same thing goes with noise, and it makes it so that it messes with the platform. But Bloomberg had reported that white noise podcasters were making as much as eighteen thousand dollars a month. A lot of yeah. A lot of creators on the platform, not just those broadcasting white noise, use Spotify's free hosting ser- software Anchor to publish their shows. Spotify, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we don't do that. We just, we host it somewhere else and, and it gets caught. I host by, it. Yeah. We host it. At, I pay Aroa an insignificant amount of money to host it. And he has, what, 14 terabytes of storage or some shit? Uh, well, that's how much I have free. I think total. I, wait, no. I think that's how much I have used. Oh, okay. I've got like promise. 70 terabytes of storage. Oh, okay. Hey, I promise to use. I'm never going to anywhere near remotely approach that. No, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the podcasts are probably the smallest thing that I keep. I mean, to be fair, my, our podcast is like 300 gigs or something. Like it's pretty big, but that might also be. Um, that might also be including the original files, like the, um, like the, oh. the audacity files. So uh-huh. that might, that yeah, might that be definitely is, which that's all uncompressed audio. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. It, it does say that while white noise podcasts are turned out to be a hit with listeners fucking somehow, <laughs> uh, which they one? apparently, I, <laughs> I don't know. Can they, they just put my podcast on in the background? No, These no, are the relaxing for, sounds of Chicago in the year 2080. For real, though, um, I actually have some additional context with this, not with White Noise podcast in particular, but uh, there was actually a channel that me and my wife would watch. It was a cooking channel. And the lady who ran that channel, her son started a uh a like rain sound channel uh-huh and so i went on the on that channel and i immediately recognized that he was just using stock footage and like sound library audio 
for the the rain sounds and i called him out on it and he was like yeah bro it's called a grift like people just listen to this garbage and they don't really even think about it and you get a ton of ad revenue because people just put it on whenever they go to sleep and they listen to the full 10 hour long video yeah but that's illegal is it what are you talking about to take that to take copyrighted oh, so, music? Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, no, I no. I mean, sound library copy. audio. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got like, you. it's just like you, you take generic royalty-free audio loop, and it's like maybe 20 seconds of rain and thunder sounds, and like you just loop that over the course of 10 hours along with some stock footage of like rain falling on a city street or something, and you've got yourself a money-generating machine. And it's the same thing here. Uh, That's amazing. This also more relevant to Spotify in particular reminds me of a long while back. Uh, there was a band that needed to raise money uh, so that they could go on tour, and so they released an album of nothing. It was just it was just empty, silent sound files. And uh-huh. they were like, hey, all of our fans on social media, go listen to this album of silence on Spotify. And and so they did. And then Spotify banned them from using their platform <laughs> because they said they were exploiting it because people were just essentially putting on the silent shit, going to sleep and listening to the whole album over and over again while they were sleeping. So there's no and Spotify noise, was yeah. paying out. Yeah. That's, What's the uh, difference between doing that and putting on anything else and just putting the volume down? Like, I don't really, think you get banned for that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's mainly that like Spotify still loses money. Spotify already doesn't well, have a functional business model, and so uh, with this sort of thing, they can't even like monetize it in a more roundabout way because i imagine that from spotify's perspective a nobody band that gets like a thousand listens per month costs them virtually nothing and so they just kind of take that hit and the idea is that like for the for the bands that they get like millions of listens every month yeah that costs spotify a lot of money but then they can use that for like marketing to the record label or whatever and be like, Hey, record label, let's do this thing. That'll end up making us money in, in the long run. Well, is it's their a, hope. It's and says, they can't do that with, with white noise podcasts. It does say right here in, in get on in gadget. It says while white noise podcast turned out to be a hit with listeners, they don't make Spotify much money as, as much money as other types of programming. The company reportedly considered m- removing them altogether and preventing future uploads in the category. Plus, it thought uh, of altering its algorithm to recommend comparable programming that's more economical for Spotify. Ooh. So, so if you like this type of thing, you might also like things that make us more money. Yeah. Um, if you like the sounds of white noise screeching fans and... AOL dial-up addict, you might enjoy Fox and Friends podcast. 
I don't know why I have sling TV and it's like, do you want to watch it's this was before he left, but it's like, do you want to watch Tucker Carlson live? I'm like, no, I've never thought, man, I want to watch Tucker Carlson. <laughs> um, it does say here. And I, so I can kind of see, like look and see, okay, Spotify might have a little bit of a point doing all of those things would raise the company's annual gross profit by about $38 million a year. And so while on one side it is hilarious that white noise podcasts are, are costing them $38 million a year, I can also, I can see Spotify's side saying, wow, these are freaking useless and they're costing us a lot of money. Um, yeah. But I'm still more on the side of the people who are uploading the white noise stuff rather than Spotify, but I at least see where they're coming from. If, if people if I, are listening to it, how is that violating their terms? Exactly. And if I were Spotify, I would probably instead, uh, like assuming that this whole like whatever they're talking about altering the algorithm to somehow guide people to listen to something more profitable, which I don't even know what the fuck that means, but I would just add a fucking white noise generator to the fucking Spotify app. Like it would probably yeah. take one developer an afternoon to implement, and nah, fuck that. Give the intern something to do for the weekend. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like it. It would it would be that simple, and then you really can't have complaints from people anymore because like you you added this new feature and now you have you have something new to sell Spotify to people, and you shut up the people who are going to complain about the fact that they're. Their fucking noise podcast isn't on there anymore. Now they have to listen to YouTube instead. So, like, Connor, uh, our hosting is essentially paid for for like over a year now. I don't know. Whenever, whenever a row is like, give me money. I'm like, okay. Um, so you can, if you want to start a white noise podcast. You know, <laughs> I was already thinking I could get a couple of loops of like, here are the sounds of the the Starship Enterprise generator room. People fall asleep listening to that sort of shit. Oh, I can do man. this. Oh, that would Come, be good. Coming to a stream near you. And, <laughs> and so what we're saying is we can have as many podcasts as we want. Like we're going to have the Star Trek sounds, the deep or uh, uh the Babylon 5 sounds. Did you ever watch Babylon 5? Only that one that you put on Retinflix. I Oh, you know what? That wasn't you. That was an old coworker of mine. Never yeah. Mind. No, I was I, like, no. I think I saw the movie. Or no, it was it was something that was on like HBO you were thinking, originally. No, no, no. We're gonna back up. You're thinking Stargate. Oh, I'm sorry, you're exactly right. <laughs> you watched the Stargate movie. Which again, uh the Stargate Stargate sounds. Just a, a ten hour loop of that. I'm sure people How would love it. How long can a podcast be? Is there a I I don't think there's a limit. I'll I'll fucking do it. <laughs> if the, our most profitable sounds, and listened to podcast, like a, a fucking response to a challenge, like I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. Don't fucking tempt me, motherfucker. Uh, motherfucker, I'm downloading engine noises right now. <laughs> 
We are going to move on to our next story, and we are going to talk about. I believe this is one that Aro brought up. The Xbox, th- the Xbox, the Xbox 360 store is shutting down in 2024, which is sad. Yep. Yeah. Um. And I, the the worst part is that I don't think that people are going to complain as much uh, as they did in the case of the uh, PS3 store. PS3 or Wii Wii Store um, or the original Xbox. Yeah, I I, so with with this happening, so Microsoft uh, made a formal formal statement. They're killing the Xbox 360's storefront on July 29, 2024. Uh, You won't be able to purchase new games or entertainment content uh, for 360. And also the Microsoft Movies and TV app will stop working as if anyone ever used it anyway. But uh, the reason that I say that I think this is less of a big deal, but nonetheless, I hate it. I hate it as well. Yes. Just going to make that very clear that I think this is stupid bullshit. But um, people are going to complain less because of backwards compatibility on the Xbox One and the Xbox Series consoles. so like, and I get that logic, but fact of the matter is not every game on the 360 is backwards compatible. Um, and there are a lot of games that while antiquated are going to be lost because of this and a lot of DLC for games that aren't backwards compatible also going to be lost forever. Um, the whole fucking uh, Xbox Live Indie Games platform. Uh, nobody really remembers that, I'm sure. But like, that's how that's Super Meat Boy. That's how Super Meat Boy came. I believe that was on the the indie platform thing. Did did it like start out on that and then get sw- swapped to arcade? I've, oh, was it an arcade? I thought it was different. I don't know. I could have I could have sworn it was it was an arcade because Xbox Indie Games was like. That that was like almost almost akin to like little big planet grade. Like you could just publish any old garbage that you wanted on there. Uh, you know, you might it, the dishwasher. I think started out as an Xbox Live Indie Games uh, game. I don't oh. know if you remember the dishwasher. Uh, I do not. Uh, I'm actually looking through them right now, seeing if there's any games that I I I own a handful. Because the, the thing was. That was also where Microsoft was trying to push this uh, new framework called XNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had to publish your games on indie games uh, using, or well, develop it using the XNA framework, which uh, was, I mean, bad. it, it was now <laughs> like it, to be fair to Microsoft, I guess, uh, I believe Terraria was initially developed using XNA. So that was pretty cool. But Fat Dragons. Other... The name what? of one of, that's name one of the name of the game. I think is... that is a fat princess ripoff. Fat Dragons. Well that's that that's kind of the the grade of game that you would see on there. Uh there was a so... game called I Made a Game with Zombies in it. It cost like a dollar. And it was that, one of the best games you can get on Xbox 360. That's the that one was game made, I remember from this program. It was made by James Silva, the guy who made uh, the dishwasher. 
and also yes, the dishwasher. Do. Yep, dishwasher vampire smile and uh, salt and sanctuary, which is uh, a two D Souls like that came out on everything later. Yeah, that's what I actually have heard of that one. And yeah, I'm big fan of this guy. It. He makes a lot of good work. Yeah, and um, but they're getting rid of all, and that's another thing. There are other games. So there's this. There's a bunch of games, I believe, on the arcade as well. And then there's just some other, like, random Xbox 360 games that were exclusive that are just not going to be, like, ported over anywhere. And once mm-hmm. it's shut down, you're never going to be able to play them again. Well, I mean, it, you will. But, well, yeah. eventually, hopefully, we'll have an actual functional emulator which the 360 does have a much better emulator than say the original xbox does yeah but it's still not it's nothing compared to like the nintendo emulators that we have ah. uh but in any case like yeah this 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 really really fucking sucks and uh i don't really understand why microsoft can't just keep a fucking content server up for a while you know? I don't know like i don't i don't get it i will say that in maybe this isn't exactly what you want to hear it's it's almost been 20 years it's gotta die oh, sometime, i'm aware man i know so i know that from a business perspective like it doesn't make any sense to keep it going no one I it, I would not be terribly surprised to find out that there's like one purchase every month on average, meaning that like one dude bought 12 games six months ago, like, and that that's all of the traffic that they get on the 360s store. But there I, are probably still people who use their 360 as their entertainment center just because they, why do they need to upgrade all the stuff they already purchased is right there. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, there are probably still people who use a PS3 as their only Blu-ray player because they use Blu-rays. Because... It still works. Yeah. I get Blu-rays. Like, you uh... get Laserdiscs, too. You're not a good example. <laughs> I get Blu-rays when I go to the thrift store, and I'm like, oh, I can add that to my computer. And then I rip it to my computer and then never open that case again. I yeah. I just... the The preservationist slash hoarder in me hates that there is inevitably going to be shit on there that is just lost to to time and it doesn't have to be it's not like back in the the 80s or even the 90s when like if you don't have a physical copy of it then you're just kind of fucked like all of these things currently exist in a database and Microsoft's just turning off your way of getting to it. And and it would be one thing if they had perfect backwards compatibility, but they're not even they're not even going to expand backwards compatibility any further than it already is. They they said that yeah, at they, least a couple of years ago. Yeah, they they said that they've run into the last set of games that they can do basically because yeah, of licensing probably, and stuff i i it, they say because of licensing but i wouldn't be surprised if it was more of like they're not making a ton of money from because nobody would buy those ports yeah well, it's, like, it's, like that's that's the real it takes development time because they have to make sure that the game actually works yeah. and 
like that somebody's got to do that and they have enough on there of games that people actually give a shit about that they don't have to worry about much of anything else it's not like they're uh their accessibility program where it was like headed by one fucking dude or whatever maybe that was ea now they think about it but either way like how they have their their accessible controller that realistically no one's gonna buy but it gives them a really good marketing thing i finally found one that i recognized breath of death seven oh yeah i was originally on the xbox indie games i think i own that on steam Oh, oh, metronome HD. It's a, it's a metronome. <laughs> there were a lot of things like that. Uh, I, I also remember one that I think might have actually been a flash game as well, but it was one where it was like, uh, like baby delivery simulator or something like that. But it was like one of those like, uh, catapult games where you like <laughs> shoot, but you shoot a baby out of a woman and try to make it go as far as it can. Uh, there's one only that's the called... finest of quality games. Yeah. <laughs> I suck at word games. That's the name of the game. Oh, uh, there, I think there was one that was like try not to fart or something. I remember where... that one. That, yep. I might yeah. just be thinking of flash games though. No, uh, this the, this was definitely on Xbox. Uh, because uh, I remember getting because that was the cool thing with the indie games is that they all had a free timed trial mode. So uh, I would download like a fuckload of them and just play them all one after another. And I remember that one because it's you and, and a and a girl uh, at dinner and you had to had to like I think it was like press button prompts or something to hold your fart in. And then if you didn't like green clouds would form around you and it would keep getting bigger and bigger. It was really goofy. This... No, just like normal dates. Okay. <laughs> There's one game that I I'm interested in buying. It was released September 11th, 2010. It's called action arcade wrestling. The description is action arcade wrestling is an Xbox 360 indie game. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I got. And it is a game. Yeah. Somebody's it, homework assignment was make a game, publish it, uh, like their final or something like that, and they just winged it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it sucks that they're they're shutting it down. Uh, you have what about eleven months to actually download games if you're interested in anything, and store Microsoft them. recommends that you download anything you want by May. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but we're gonna move on. <laughs> Jesus, I can't. We have to cover the story because you brought it up. But Mike Lindell, <laughs> what is this? It says Wi Fi sniffers strapped to drones. Mike Lindell's <laughs> odd plan to stop election fraud. This is from Ars Technica. Apparently, it says, it, it says in the byline Lindell wants to fly drones near polling places to monitor voting machines. But, but. <laughs> What? So, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, who I just want to—I just uh, want to throw it out there: former and probably current, allegedly current. I'm alleging it. Uh, coke addict used to do <laughs> and probably still does lots of cocaine. Let's please uh, go on. Who, who um, also helped finance. Donald Trump's uh, election protests. 
he he was he was doing a thing in Springfield, Missouri, where he showed off his brilliant invention that no one could have ever thought of, where he essentially glued a Raspberry Pi to a drone uh, with a network monitoring program running on it that looks for anything that is connecting to Wi-Fi. And, and he says that this is somehow going to allow him to monitor uh, for whether or not uh, election machines are connecting to the Internet. Ignoring the fact that there are wired connections to the Internet that presumably would be used in these circumstances if they were to use an Internet-connected voting machine. Um, yeah. But, you know... Uh, the dude has absolutely no fucking idea what he's doing. No. Um, and I, it sounds like he paid somebody to bullshit him. I'm not really sure. Uh, but he, he demonstrated this thing by uh, having the drone fly around and then pulled the... We don't know what it is, but it's probably just a Raspberry Pi in a box or even like just a shitty little wireless router. But he pulls that off and he says, this wireless monitoring device, it just grabbed all your cell phones. Everybody in this room, every device that's on the Internet right now. And it's like it. it, What? what? You you got the Wi-Fi Mac address? Okay. You you Good looked job. and saw that it existed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it sure is there. So so, Con- <laughs> so Connor. Uh, I think that this is exactly how it works in Shadow One, right? I do a matrix perception to yeah, see. Yeah, you send your drone out that has Wireshark connected to it. And you <laughs> all of the. I God, this is so fucking dumb. <laughs> it does say I mean, this is. <laughs> um, the the. The coolest thing is to, for me is that I literally like made this project minus the drone at a previous job and it took me like a week. And he's saying that it took this was this was from years of development, <laughs> many years of research and state of the art development. You can just buy these. How many <laughs> like, years? Well, you could look inside of his nose and count the rings to find out. Just do we we kind of determined we're not going to talk about it, but there was a lot of stuff that happened this week for Linus Tech Tips. But what I want to touch on is they've showed this off on Linus Tech Tips. Like oh, you did, can just did they? well they they showed like he's setting up his his Wi-Fi and he's like I need to like see what Wi-Fi bands are being used and stuff. Oh, you're, and you're saying sh- like a a site survey device? Yeah. They exist. You can just yeah. buy them and just be like, hey, look, like the 6G band is 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 covered on this channel. We should do we should go to a different channel. Like that's all <laughs> that's all this is. It's no, so no, dumb. you don't understand. It's a low weight, low power device that uses only passive signal detection to detect online systems, and it never interferes with any normal network operations. And when an online connection is detected by the Election Crime Bureau Master Alert System, 
A white. Wait. So I don't know. <laughs> when a, I, when an, I, wait, this, this phrasing is really weird. When an online connection is detected, the Election Crime Bureau Master Alert System will quickly be notified and the alert will be displayed on the alert webpage. Which indicates to me then that dude is planning on just having these drones sit outside of polling places. And if he detects a single goddamn Wi-Fi network, then it's going to, it's going to pop up a notification on a Google maps page for him. And then he's going to post on Twitter about it. I, I think the idea is that I, I'm just trying to be nice to him is that the, 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 the voting machines, that's what they're called, that the voting machines are never supposed to be online. They're all like a self-contained unit. That way, mm-hmm. people can't hack them like, like with this. And yeah. the idea is, oh, if we see one of those go online and, you know, whatever, send signal out, then that's evidence of voter fraud. But as to your point earlier, <laughs> they would probably have an ethernet cable attached to them not to mention how are you going to know how are you yeah. going to know that it's that, that it's a voting machine because he he explains that the scanning system and he says currently but the scanning system currently provides the mac address hardware vendor and the first time the device was detected this thing's just running nagios yeah which... and and like <laughs> when you you're going to be okay let's say you have 20 of these drones set up, how many people are going to be at one voting location? How many people are going to be going in there and you get a text message and you're voting at the time that you get a text message and you have whatever Wi-Fi, you know, Wi-Fi uh, text messages or it goes through your internet because you have, what is it, R... I, it, what's it for? It's iChat? Is it iChat? That goes huh? over the internet for for it, Apple phones. Is it iChat? Oh, FaceTime. Not FaceTime. When you're texting and it's to another I Apple message. user. iMessage. That's what it is. And you still ha- you have the same thing with Android phone. I think it's called RCS. So when I get a text message from my girlfriend, that would pop up and say, oh, it went online. Like, is he going to think that, oh, it's that's election fraud? Probably because he's stupid and I don't know if he is doing coke anymore, but if he stopped doing cocaine, maybe he should start doing it again. I, I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, there was, there was just software that, that I used previously that did this exact thing. I was trying to look up what it was, what it was called. It's called uh, Libre NMS, uh, which is a, a free and open source alternative to Nagios. And I guarantee you that, this that's essentially what is running on that thing yeah and somebody paid he paid somebody a lot of money a lot of money for that yeah and a rose like i bought a new house that's what i did (laughs) (laughs) uh it's just it's it's dumb it's all dumb and i think that this will amount to what most things with mike lindell amount to which is nothing it's just silly that he would think that a raspberry pi attached to a drone is like brand new revolutionary technology which when it's not uh it's we are gonna kind of I, amazing I, yeah. I know you think that this is a little lackluster 
But can I offer you a bump of Coke and then see if that changes your opinions about it at all? I mean, yeah. I'm in Oregon. I can do whatever I want. I can do as much Coke as I want. I'm in Oregon. It's great. Uh, we're going to move on. Can I offer you some Coke in this trying time? I, I, I wish. Um, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about Twitch. i vanilla Coke right now. Uh, I like Disgusting. I like Wild Cherry Pepsi quite a bit. I'm not a oh, huge Coke. fan of Vanilla Coke. I hate Coke. It makes my teeth feel gritty. I well, had because it's, it's melting your teeth. Oh yeah, that is that is what it's doing. Uh, when I went over to Japan, I had Peach Coke. Oh, I'm sorry, Peach Pepsi. And I've I was, had that. It was it's, pretty good. It's all right. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, we're gonna move on to our last story and talk about Twitch. Twitch is adding a new feature, which allows you to. Ban blocked accounts. So well, previously... You can, you can block banned accounts, rather. Yes. No. You said it the other way around. Ban blocked accounts? No. You said I... ban blocked accounts. Yeah, yeah, ban blocked you... accounts. No, it's block banned accounts. No. <laughs> are you, I are said you it... fucking shit? Are it... you fucking with me right now? I, 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 we're arguing over semantics, but you can... Before you could block accounts. No, you could ban accounts. You say tomato, I say tomato. (laughs) No, they're not the same thing, though. It's not. I'm not not even. Block banned accounts from. Okay, I I understand what you're saying, and we're arguing over semantics, but basically. No, it's not even semantics, though, bro. Like, okay, so this is actually like why there's a distinction here. Because it's uh, the, the. the reason that this is news at all, and I don't even understand why like anyone cares, but it's uh, so banning somebody makes it to where they can't talk in your chat or, right. or, or I don't even think they can access your chat. However, they can still watch your stream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ba- it's almost the same thing as like muting somebody on Twitter. But uh, now they're going to add an option to block people from even being able to watch your stream. But they can still watch your VODs and clips. Currently. They are they are going to change that eventually. Okay. So they will they will be able they will be blocked from watching your live streams and anything to do with you, basically. Yeah. You Which will essentially appear as if you have left the platform from they, their they, perspective. There have been times when I have been streaming uh not so much on Twitch. Uh, but when I was on Mixer, especially when I would like, I was covering the 2018, you know, not presidential stuff, but the, the like Senate nominees and stuff, uh, the debates and people would come in and they would say racist things. And I'd be like, I have to block them or I have to, you know, ban them from my room. Uh, and so I would just, there, there's a lot of people that I, I had that with, and I think that they could still watch but they were banned from being able to talk in my stream. And it would have been nice to just be able to get rid of them altogether. Uh, And I, so I'm, yeah, screw them. I don't want them watching my stuff if they're being racist in my chat. Huh? See, cause I'm like, I'm, I'm of the mindset of like, well, if they can't interact with me, then that's all I care about. Like, whatever. And I, like, it was actually I, I mentioned Twitter, and funnily enough, uh, Elon yeah. Musk yeah, announced I mean. that they're getting rid of. Well, 
it's probably not actually going to happen because apparently it's against uh, both apps, the both app store terms of service agreements, but um, they're going to get rid of the block button and uh, I know outside of outside of indirect messages and only make it to where you can mute people. I have a, a suspicion for why Elon Musk wants to do that. And I bet you it's the same as what you think it's, because of how many people are blocking Elon Musk. Probably. Why don't I have the outreach that I need? Well, I don't yeah. know why he's British. He's, something <laughs> he's just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee this is, hey, uh, people in the lab, why am I not getting millions of views on my tweets? And they're like, well, Elon, everyone blocked you. And he's like, revert it, make it unhappen. It doesn't make sense. Why would people not want to look at my tweets? <laughs> Yeah. Well, apparently I'm I'm subscribed to Elon Musk, even though I don't even know what that button does. Um, oh, I want. Is that like a back in MySpace days when you would always have one friend, Tom? I think I think that's what they've done. Well, no, they, I don't even think like that is absolutely what they've done because I've had Elon blocked since before he bought Twitter. Yeah, I blocked and, him, and like. It, it uh, whenever I went on there earlier, uh, it, it somebody had retweeted or quote retweeted something, and it, I couldn't see who it was from, and so I clicked the thing to view it anyway, and it had a, it was Elon, but then it said it said subscribed underneath of it. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? And I click it, and it's something something about it like it's for it prioritizes you can. Well, you can like financially support them oh. through that. So it's well, like acting. Yeah, it's like acting yeah. as if I'm as if I'm giving Elon money, which I, I guess it's just doing that for everybody. I have no idea. I, I, I blocked him. Uh, there was a rumor going around that you couldn't block Elon Musk. And I was like, Psh, let me see. <laughs> and so I blocked him. And I was like, oh, no, it, it's just a rumor. But. I like how they're making people go and block Elon it's probably, Musk. It's probably a meme to try to get people to block him. Yeah. Just to go, oh, I want to see if I can block him. Which good. So, and, so you, yeah. think, you think that as long as they're not able to interact with you, that's good. And, yeah. I think, and I think that it would be good to have both of those options like they do on Twitter. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't have this option. I'm just saying I don't really get, I don't understand why people want it. And if anything, I think that this is just going to backfire in some ways, because whenever you ban somebody, uh, the the only thing I can think is, so if, if they can still watch your stream, then they can still have that level of parasocial interaction. And and I get that that's probably what streamers are trying to avoid in these situations, but I, I think that the alternative and what this whole blocking function could easily end up doing is just making it to where these people will just make another account. You know, that's, that's possible, but there, there are also ways that they implemented over a year ago now where people with newer accounts can't talk in your stream. Even if they can't talk, I'm just saying that if you, if you don't want them to be able to watch you at all, this isn't going to be enough. Now, uh, I believe the article mentions that, uh, some streamers, uh, asked whether or not this would block IP addresses. And they said, and it does. Yeah, it does not, which obviously it's not going to, but 
Um, I that is the only realistic way that I can see this actually being an effective means of moderation. The the only uh, thing I can think of. Well, I mean, besides like if somebody's racist and they come in and they say, you know, racist slurs or something like that, or um, Roguish Bard has been watching my stream for for years, and when I was on Mixer, um, you know, she's she's one of the moderators, and she's like, hey, you need to stop you know, talking whatever you're doing. Um, like giving the person a warning. And the person was like, hey, read and control your bitch. And I was like, uh, yeah, you're banned. <laughs> like, don't talk to my moderators like that. And um, I, I could see, like me, being like, I don't want that person to watch, even watch my stream. But yeah. here's another yeah. thing. Here's another thing. I, if you're a mass... Even... If, if you're a streamer and I wouldn't all, I would also not want them to record my stream and then make YouTube videos with my content, which if I would I've never do with also, your content, which not but my we, content, we but, but bigger people. Um, I, so I can, I, I can see like, why getting rid of it would, or having the option to completely block somebody would make that sense. Was, really my main thinking uh the, the the one thing where i could see that it that is particularly useful is is in like stalker situations um but again if somebody hates you they'll just make another account yeah if somebody's like, really determined if, if uh, you can just open an incognito tab and mm -hmm. and open the stream like it's it doesn't really matter i i don't know i it's fine that it is an option I just don't personally see the value in it. Just like I don't personally see much of the value in blocking somebody on Twitter other than just to make a point. Oh, I block like, so many people. Just although so I guess many. now it's a little different because now you can't view tweets without having an account. Yeah. So it adds that extra step, I guess. And and my so. my chat, my Twitch is always set to like mature. And I'm not sure that you can watch streams that are mature unless you're signed in i don't know Twitch. i don't know either um i would be honestly surprised if you could I'm because that that right seems that seems like it would be one of those um one of those things that they would they would try to not have you do maybe that's just me uh good news was kind of gonna say something oh no but okay. good news i'm getting ten dollars a month from twitch now Wow. Wow. I can I can almost afford a video game every year. <laughs> Let's go to just chatting. I bet Hassan's stream is mature, right? Uh that's the the former TYT guy? I think so. Yeah. Let's Voice Changer three sixty. Um what? Beer Pong. I'm I'm naming Xbox indie games while we wait for you to find out. Oh, Oh, Cthulhu saves the world. Yeah, that that's uh, from the same people that made the Breath of Death 7. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see if there's any other ones that I recognize. Um, Curse I of the Crescent Twitch Isle. Ads. I have no... A lot of these games look awful. Like, call me Skyfish. A lot of them are awful. I, I bet. I bet they are. Just... It's like when we bought the like I, I like I liked helping them the uh, itch is it itch 
Ichio, yeah. Like, I liked helping them and, you know, raising money for for the causes that they they put money towards. But on the other hand, a lot of those games were terrible that you would get. Like, there were, like, three decent ones out of the entire pack. That's usually my Humble Bundle experience. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, my last Humble Bundle, I was going to give games away, and I gave one away to a new viewer. Um, but the, the last one I got had a bunch of, like, the original Baldur's Gate games and Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. So I gave That's that away because um, I already own it. So the guy was like, man, this game looks great when I was playing Baldur's Gate. I was like, I don't have this game to give away, but I can give you Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, which is similar. And uh, that made that guy pretty happy. So it's pretty good. I can, oh. uh, I can click right through. It does not matter. Okay. And then there's another game called Don't Call Me Skyfish. So oh. there's, there's one called Call Me Skyfish and one's called Don't Call Me Skyfish. And then the last one I'm going to mention, Beat Hazard, which I'm sure oh, yeah. was played. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, had that on, I, have, I have that and Beat Hazard, too, on PC. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. That's that's a really good game. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just looking at a girl sitting in uh, on a. It looks like it might be a bed, and I think that she has an empty pool next to her, and she's calling it a, a hot tub stream. You need to do that. Oh yeah, just, I'm sure that, that get was... a get a speedo, and then yeah. get get one of those pools and put it in your basement. One of those like kitty pools. Uh-huh. And then sit next to it. <laughs> that that is what she's doing right now. Is sitting next to it. She's not. Uh, even, it, it's like it, there's like a quarter of it on the screen, and the rest of it is just her. Uh, definitely not doing suggestive poses. Aren't you glad this is what media has become? Yep. Links in the <laughs> description below. Um. <laughs> Well, I also uh, just realized that this is so that she has rerun on the screen and like in the title, but it is not actually being run as a rerun. Oh, which might be against TOS. Pretty sure it is, but because it... you have to like actually use the rerun feature if it's a rerun. But I think she just has a loop running so that it looks like she's live now. With a rerun feature, is that? Like, you have to have, like, a rerun of a previous stream? Or could it be, like, just gameplay that you uploaded? It used to be that it it could also be gameplay that you just uploaded. Because I I, even I have have used that previously just to fuck around with it. And uh, Vine Sauce was doing it that way for a while. But I I want to say that they removed that functionality, and now it has to be a previous stream. Oh, okay. Well, that's our podcast for the day. talking about booby streamers i would like to thank you for being here aroa uh yep i was here i was almost on time almost and i would like to thank you for being here uh connor you were early you were like earlier than i am i beat you here and uh after here i'm going to inflate a uh a water pool in, in my <laughs> room and i'm gonna paint some more hammer miniatures inside of my pool <laughs> think think people will tune into that I I just I would be scared to do that because I could just see you like dropping it at, into the pool and being like no <laughs> now I have I'm to repaint it. I'm standing up to be done for the night. I am covered in paint water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh yeah, that would be nasty by the end of the by the end of the stream. Just all that paint in the water. Ugh. I wouldn't want to marinate in that stuff. No. Uh, but anyway, thank you both for being here. We'll be back next week talking about more more video games and stuff. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.